everyone out there in the wonderful world of the internet. I know it's been a very long time me for me to be doing something like this, but uh, uh, that hiatus is over. I believe I have all my ducks aligned in a row. My spaceship is parallel parked, and I am back in the saddle to do all this wonderful podcasting for you. Now, to jump things off from my long absence, um, which you know I'll talk about, uh, I've been you know dealing with some other side projects, and I'm just trying to keep up with that as well as just other things uh, as well, including you know working quite a bit and uh, just you know maintenance with other things just overall just trying to keep up with a lot of stuff um but yeah finally i got everything up and running i have a uh, new program as well as um i guess other maintenance issues came up like i needed a new cord for my microphone which um with the cord it uses which is just, uh very surprising to actually have a little trouble uh to find or to order and wait two days which you know i didn't have two days uh, yeah, I got everything, um, replaced up and running. So, uh, yeah, here I am. Now, the jump right into this particular podcast, uh, don't mind my little side story. Um, I will start off with the, a little snippet that I came up just off the top of my head. Let's just, you know, off the top of my head. Let's go. So... Basically, what's going on with this particular podcast, it's going to be a movie review, but this movie review is going to be uh, something of a unique character to me and for everybody else, or for everyone who's read enough comics to know exactly who this particular person is, um, this podcast will be a movie review about a particular character that has been trying to find herself and to better herself to find out her true worth and by doing so goes on a journey goes on some type of uh uh spiritual quest if you will i mean yeah very very uh to unlike uh to unlock not only her own self-worth but her own unique power from within and it's a marvel movie review of captain marvel um, now I know it's been quite some time and I've been wanting to do this one for a while, but, um, yeah, I, I had it on the afterburner for so long and I just had to get it out there because with, uh, other reviews I've been reading and, you know, other comments of regarding the, uh, actress and everything else. Uh, I will, I'll, I'll say this, um, for most people that, I mean, they'll disagree with me or most will others won't. Um, I will say that Brie Larson did a fantastic job as Captain Marvel. She, she I mean, she made the character uh, come to life because she had this uh, this nonchalant, I can do it as long as I try, and if I keep getting knocked back down, I'm just going to get back up, and I'm just going to keep going at it as hard as I can. That's what I saw. For other people, they saw something different, but, you know, to each their own. Um, now, with Captain Marvel... Um, it's a character I am pretty much uh, fairly aware of, uh, in one situation in particular, the, uh, episode of Rogue in the X-Men, the animated series where, uh, Captain Marvel was flying a ship and Rogue basically stole her powers and inherited those powers. Um, now of course with other, with ongoings with comics or, 
uh, other animated series, uh, Captain Marvel's origin stories vary from uh, she absorbed the powers from Captain Marvel and on occasion she would black out and become Captain Marvel um, or Miss Marvel. But I believe that's a whole other entity um, going around saving the day and not realizing what she's done. Also, she had a bit of a drinking problem, too, in the comics, but um, that was alleviated. But Captain Marvel just is a, a she's a, a beacon of never back down from whoever says you can't do it. That's basically what it is. And um, it's just seeing that little bit in that con in that portion of the movie was pretty cool. Um, but I digress. I'm kind of. Uh, trilling off on the main scheme of things. Uh, let's get into this Marvel movie re review of Captain Marvel. Now, uh, PG-13, and it's uh, two hours and five minutes long. Uh, for the ratings for this particular movie, IMDb gave it a rating of 7.2 out of 10. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 79%. Fairly good. And uh, Metacritic gave it a 64%, which those ratings for it are are pretty stable pretty uh, uh decent for this this uh particular movie um now for the budget was 152 million 200 million domestic and 600 million worldwide box office now those numbers have probably changed since uh the last time i looked into them but uh i mean by far captain marvel did fairly well in the uh in the box offices i believe um now, I could be wrong with the ranking in said box office, but it falls between either uh, 8 or a 16. Um, but overall, it did fairly good in the box offices. It did fantastic. And um, for everyone that enjoyed the movie, it truly shows for everyone. Um, but once again, kind of trailing off. <laughs> um, now, let's get into the cast. Now, I mentioned Brie Larson. She plays Captain Marvel. Did a fantastic job from how I see it. Uh, then we got have, of course, Samuel L. Jackson, who's playing a young Nick Fury, which kind of threw me back because uh, prior to I did a, a uh, character breakdown of Nick Fury. And uh, of course, you know, in the comics, he was uh, he was Caucasian. And then for the movie rendition, he became African-American or black. And uh it was a uh, unique change. I didn't really see that coming, but the uh, choice from uh, the actor David Hasselhoff, who did play Nick Fury in the early 90s series, um, was different, but not quite that cup of tea. But, you know, you had a dash of uh, uh, Samuel, and bam, you got yourself a bona fide Nick Fury, which was really awesome. Um, we have Lee Pace as Ronan, basically picking up that role from the first uh, Guardians. Uh, ben Mendelsohn played Talos. Jude Law, Von Rog. Um, Lashana Lynch played uh, Maria Rambeau, which is uh, Brie Lar er, Captain Marvel's uh, longtime friend. Um, basically went through the same uh, platoon, got went through the Air Force, just been through it all. They flew jets did it all uh, which was really awesome um annette benning played captain marvell now of course from the comics from the animated series to the movies um 
Captain Marvel or Marvel was is depicted as either an as an alien, yes, but um and just just it's it has changed or it's altered to a point to where um like in the movie it's an um elder uh, female woman who is Captain Marvel. Um ah, pardon me. I burped a little bit. Where'd that come from? Um <laughs> uh, but in the animated series, it was a, uh, of course, a Kree soldier who was hiding as a either a bystander or just someone who was depicted as someone in the uh, military, and uh, that's how she got her powers that way. But like I said, it varies from place to place. Um, and then we have Clark Gregg as Phil Coulson, which, as we all know, in the Marvel Avengers movie. He uh, played a huge influence in getting the team Avengers together or just to, you know, find particular people for this group to make that happen. Um, of course, huge Captain America fan until, uh, you know, he tried to stop Loki, got stabbed, died, but then miraculously came back and uh, played a huge role in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, which I need to actually sit down and watch because I've been meaning to watch that for the longest time. I've just been in other television series like Cloak and Dagger and, uh, of course, test pilot runs of uh, Deadpool, the animated series. But that's, uh, uh, that's just, that's just something I just like to dive into every once in a while. Uh, now this movie is set in 1995, which is pre-Avengers and, uh, pre-Iron Man. So before any of this even took place um uh captain marvel basically set the stage for an initiative of some kind uh a unique initiative but uh for all all those people out there that are that already know i mean there's really not much for me to say about that um now for people who haven't quite seen the movie yet there might be some spoilers i'm gonna try not to do as many but for people that have seen the movie just you know kind of you know if you want to kind of like relate to certain things within the movie as i i discuss uh, uh, certain little key tidbits in this movie uh now it starts off as uh captain marvel doing some training but she has always having these these images in her head but she can't quite put two and two together um she's on the Cree planet and she's just going through some training with uh with her train her her trainer slash mentor um, not much a master, just a mentor. Um, so she's working for this task force who's trying to take out the scroll. Now, for most who don't know, or most who know, or just be you know, just because, um, the scroll have a unique ability of transforming to into any person that they see, and it is a perfect transformation. It is pretty much impossible to find or identify who's a uh who's a scroll um the only thing that you could probably get them with is they retain some of the memories of that person but of a, a current event um not something in the past so if you know something that's you know near and dear you'll be able to find the scroll uh their task was to find the scroll and eliminate them um from planet to planet um, now, as she's going through and dealing with these these creatures, um, of course, her powers have been null they've been nullified, but more so they've been dulled down. 
Bea a special device so she can't lose control of her powers. Um, now, during one of these missions, she finds out that they've been compromised. She gets captured. The uh, scroll then starts to dive into her mind to find out certain key memories to help them out with something. What the, what it is, you don't find out until later on in the movie. Um, now, right there, character development at its finest. It's going from she's trying to figure out who she is to having to deal with a an enemy that she's been told um, are they're super bad. They can't be trusted. Now, things go awry. There's some type. There's she's fighting herself out of that particular ship. Gets on an emergency uh, uh, jump ship and crash lands on Earth, which then she finds a means to make contact with her team. And it's going to take about two to three days for them to get out to Earth to pick her up and take her back to the planet. Now, seeing that this is 1995, she has to uh, chime in or or blend in with uh, with the uh, the crowd. And she does so by, you know, wearing proper 1995 attire, which is, you know, a plaid shirt. And I believe it was a nine inch nails T-shirt, um, you know, typical pants, combat boots and, of course, stealing a motorcycle because 1995, apparently, you know, stealing motorcycles is a thing. Um, if you don't believe me, let's go back a couple years to Terminator 2. But that's something totally different um, because actually, you know, yeah, he totally stole that motorcycle. <laughs> so. She's going along trying to, you know, wait out to two or three days, gets pulled to the side by uh, Coulson and Fury, which then they, uh, you know, they, they talk to her. She mentions that she's an alien from another planet. Um, and then the scroll hunt pretty much ensues because uh, Nick Fury's partner is a scroll, didn't realize it. And uh, she's literally fighting on the uh, the train. Uh, as this scroll is just jumping around. Now, here's where the cameo comes in by the late and great Mr. Stanley. He's sitting there chilling, reading a particular script, a script that is unique for that time. And that particular script is Mallrats, which when I saw that, I freaked out because, you know, he's sitting there reading it. He has a huge grin on his face and which makes kevin smith credible in the marvel universe that's right kevin smith is part of the marvel universe now and uh by you know by that happening you know everyone's cheering everyone's you know just having a great time now it it progresses to her finding out a bit more about herself when she meets up with her friend um as well as a particular cat this cat um of course nick fury gets a gains a liking to but he doesn't realize exactly what that cat is all about and i was kind of curious about that cat because when i saw that i was like that, that that doesn't seem right um come to find out it is a flurkin which i believe they've mentioned in the movie um but i got a little more information about said flurkin um or goose or flurkins or in this case this cat's name is goose goose the cat um they they resemble an earth cat which quite obvious um, they can lay up to 117 eggs, which um, a little shocking. Um, they also obtain or they also have pocket dimensions within their bodies, so they can basically be a moving company if they feel it's necessary to bring in certain objects in their body. 
Um, which in this case, of course, you know, we saw the cat or the flurkin bring in the Tesseract into its body, which then it hacked it back out uh, towards the end. Where in the end, I won't tell you if you haven't seen the movie. You have to watch it to go ahead and see exactly what I'm talking about. Now, flurkins are, um, they're loyal, they're really neat, but for some reason, the scroll are deadly afraid of them because apparently they are really, really, I'm guessing really strong, really powerful, um, which totally threw me off when I I saw that. But um, going into their comic book uh, introduction, it was um, their first appearance was Captain Marvel, Volume 8, Issue Number 7 and 8. Um, Flurkins, though, weren't introduced into the Marvel uh, Universe until 2014. So if you're wanting to go ahead and find that particular comic and see what the Flurkins was all about or just exactly um, what 117 eggs looks like, uh, go ahead and pick up those issues. Uh, you won't be disappointed. Now, uh, going back to the movie... Um, it progresses to where she's now understanding what the, her thoughts or her memories are all about, um, which is basically her past. She finds out she's not uh, of tree origin. She's actually an Earthling. Um, she test drove a particular jet that has a, uh, a, 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 a jump. Basically, they can use the ship to jump from planet to planet uh, within a matter of minutes using the power of the Tesseract. Um, upon finding this out, she turns, um, or she turns her back upon, or she, she turns her back on her, her Cree friends in quotations and proceeds to now fight them because the Cree are, what they're basically doing is systematically just getting rid of a, a, a group, a unique, um, uh, alien. Now, this is where the eyepatch origin of Nick Fury comes into play. Um, this is further on where he gets scratched by the Flurkin. And, of course, he's just thinking, you know, the cat got spooked and, you know, scratched him in the face. No big deal, right? Just put a little Neil Sporin on it and you're fine. Uh, well, the scroll's like, uh, well, he kind of said underneath his, his his breath or voice, uh, yeah, no, you're, that's, I, that, that's done. No. Um, from what I can pick up is it uh, Flurkins have a unique venom, I guess, or some type of bacteria um, in their claws. And I guess it just caused cellular damage because his eye never heals. It, I mean, you see it in in a Marvel movie of the Captain America origin um, where he basically says, I got my eye on you as he takes off the eye patch. And of course, it's just, yeah. And it's this, it's the scratch. It is literally the, the, the scratch. But um, after dealing with her, her teammates, her crew on this hidden uh, scientific uh, research lab on a spaceship um, hovering over Earth, she then realize she gets caught, captured, and realizes uh, this the, the, the high evolutionary um, just wants to keep her suppressed, you know, basically just have her around as their unique weapon. And she wants nothing to do with that. So Captain Marvel, going through breaks through her limits and decides enough is enough she takes the limiter off by sheer force and the true power of captain marvel shines through she has the ability to fly at breakneck speeds um, fly through space super strength which i believe in a certain animated series captain marvel was actually in par with hulk's strength um also of course in a in um end game 
a another feat of strength proves that not only is she stronger than the Hulk, she has her own like class limit of how strong she can really be. And um, of course, in the comics, she can obtain binary. She absorbs uh, more than enough energy, and uh, by doing so, she's she's a force to be re reckoned with. Um, now she's going through. She's beating up all these uh, all of her her teammates, her former teammates, as well as uh, um, coming up to Ronan in his ship because he was about to bombard the Earth um, with all these bombs, and basically states that if you do so you have to deal with her so they go ahead turn the ship around and they book so with all of that being done she uh then helps the scroll find a new planet to inhabit and just kind of uh live and flourish and you know be on their own um while they're at it which is it's pretty cool it's really awesome because you just kind of uh, see her go off and do her own thing um, now keep in mind, this is also around the time when the snap is still going through from Infinity War. Um, now one of the post end credit scenes, which I will dish out there, um, is once the signal was pushed back in Infinity War, um, she finally shows up and asks where's, you know, Nick Fury. And of course, this is after the snap. This is so I, I'm not sure how far it went. I don't know if it was just all instantaneous. Um, I I don't know if it's like a wave, but she comes back and gets the full rundown on what's going on on Earth and how she can do her her own little thing to help out and stop this threat from becoming more of a threat or less of a threat or having events you know happen again. Uh, which will be in my uh, next podcast, or not my next, but one of my podcast shows uh, for Endgame, which uh, I need to uh, work on that a bit still, because there's a lot, a lot, a lot of information. Um, but guaranteed, I will have that done. Now, with Captain Marvel overall for this movie, my rating for this, I'm going to give it an 8.5 out of 10. It had a good a, uh, setup for a character development on numerous grounds from Nick Fury to uh, Captain Marvel herself, as well as um, a few other characters. Um, now, and just, you know, of course, with Nick Fury's, or not Nick Fury, I'm sorry, Stan Lee's cameo, which is always, always a, a blessing to see in any Marvel movie. Um and of course, as well as, you know, the humor, the action, the drama, all great with this movie. Uh, and I, like I said, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, I, when it comes out on Blu-ray, I will definitely buy an issue or not an issue, but a, uh, a copy. I mean, I still collect the Captain Marvel comics too. So, um, with all that being said, that is my movie review, Marvel movie review on, uh, Captain Marvel. Um, I, it was a great movie. If you haven't seen it yet, I advise for you to go ahead and check it out. Um, if you've seen it, I hope you liked it. I hope you see it again. Um, I hope you see any other, you know, any other Marvel movie that's coming out because I mean, why not? It, I mean, Marvel movies right now have been like my escape and I enjoy each and every one of them. And yes, including, uh, I don't want to say the first three Spider-Man Spider-Man movies, but uh, 
the first two are all right. The the third one where they, it, you know, that's a whole other thing. I, I, I won't talk about that. Um, well, that being said, this is the One Shot Podcast. My name is Nick, and that's my Marvel movie review of Captain Marvel. Uh, with Yeah, so with a great podcast comes great responsibility. Till then, true believers, excelsior.